Hi, I'm Allison Hess. And I'm Marta McDonald. Welcome to the Thousand Islands Playhouse Podcast. Dive in with us as we talk to the artists of the 2023 season and get a behind-the-scenes peek at the seven fantastic shows happening this summer. Don't forget to tune in to give your ears a front-row seat. See you you at the theater. Welcome back to the 2023 season of the Playhouse Podcast. We're recording today on the ancestral lands of the Haudenosaunee and the Anishinaabek peoples. We're in the MyFM studio, which looks out on the St. Lawrence River, surrounded by the beautiful Thousand Islands. My name is Marta McDonald. And I'm Allison Hess. Thank you for joining us today as we dive into our last production of the 2023 season, The Runner. When Jacob, a member of the Zaka Volunteers Force, makes the split-second decision to treat a young woman instead of the soldier she may have killed, he must grapple with the political and moral fallout of his choice. Based on a real-life Zaka member, this story will have you on the edge of your seat and leave you breathless. The Runner, originally directed by Daniel Brooks, is written and ha- this remount directed by Christopher Warris. And it is a human cargo production. Human Cargo is a Toronto-based theatre company dedicated to the creation of theatre that explores the extremes of the human condition. Human Cargo's goal is to bring new voices to the world stage, offer diverse perspectives of the human condition, and celebrate our evolving Canadian identity. We're happy to have Human Cargo Artistic Director, Playwright, and Remount Director here in the studio with us today, Christopher Morris. Hi, Christopher. Hello. Hi, welcome. Thanks for joining us and wearing so many hats. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> um, so we, we always like to do a little bit of a, a read-through of not your whole bio, but just some kind of big top hits uh, before we jump in. Um, so as we mentioned, uh, you are an actor, a playwright, and a director, and the artistic director of Human Cargo. Um, we have uh, Tremblant, your an upcoming production uh, that's premiering uh, in Montreal this coming November. Um, and as you, as we already mentioned, uh, wrote The Runner. Uh, and you actually produced one of your previous shows uh, here at the Playhouse. Was it back in like 2010? 11? I think, Something yeah, it was like around that. that time. Night? Night. Night. Yeah, that's so right. for those of you who, who uh, saw that at the Far Hall, that's another Human Cargo production, um, which is pretty exciting that, to have you back. Oh, have you thanks. had have been here and then have you back as well. Um, now, something that... I think for a lot of our audience is a point of pride is that a lot of our productions we produce and create here. Uh, And what the runner is a little bit special because uh, we call it a presentation, but basically that means that human cargo, your uh, company uh, created and uh, put together this entire production. And then we, you bring it to the theater uh, here in GAN and present it. Um, so I think that's really going to be exciting for our audience and really special to have that, uh, have you be able to come and, and show this really amazing production. Um, can you tell us a bit about like human cargo itself? Like we, we gave a little bit of a, a, a run through of like what it is, but how did, how did you even come to, to create this, this theater company? Cause it is very different than a lot of kind of typical companies that sort of have a brick and mortar space and have a season. And then that's, then they do next season, kind of like what we do, but mm-hmm. human cargo is kind of special. Yeah. Um, also too, uh, I went to Queens university. So this being here yeah. in, uh, in <laughs> Gananoque and I have a long history with being here, uh, yeah, driving in, I was like, oh, my God, I have so many memories of, of this place mm-hmm. over the years of acting, coming to see shows here as a student. Um, so I, I, I think of this because during my third year of university, I did an exchange to Trinity College in Dublin. And uh, 
it was an extraordinary experience for me because I was acting in shows and I, I, wrote, I wrote and directed shows there too. But I was with theater artists who were brought up in different theater cultures and they had different mm -hmm. skills than I had. And uh, it was amazing because I felt like I had no skills <laughs> <laughs> and I could witness these things that these other people were doing that was just extraordinary. It's, it's skills I didn't know or I, I didn't have. So being able to spend a whole year collaborating with people who, who were ten times better than me and uh, really pushed me to go outside myself to learn, to break down what I'm doing and to try to learn, just learn. So that experience, I think, had a profound impact on me, which led to Human Cargo, because uh, when, I, when I got out of Queens, I was part of Theaterfront, the theater company with Daryl Cloran. And with Theaterfront, we started doing these types of international projects. And it was, it was the, the intention to kind of, again, put myself into a context where I'd be collaborating with people from other countries. So the first show we did was the Sarajevo Project, where we worked with Bosnian actors and in, in Bosnia mm -hmm. as well. So it was, it was these, these experiences that just made me want to kind of commit uh, a lot of my time and energy into creating experiences like this where I could bring teams of other theater collaborators to also experience what it's like uh, to work in this way. And then equally with the, uh, the end result of the shows would be these unique hybrids of, of work that, that, are, that are different. Um, also, it's very important for me as a human being hmm. To stay involved in the world, mm -hmm. um, I, I've I've never been. I've I've done a lot of projects when I was younger where it was based on real people, uh, while I was at Queens and in Kingston, and those those experiences were the most exciting for me because I got to meet people, and it, it kind of went beyond just doing a show, and I usually developed these types of relationships mm -hmm. with people that have lasted many many years. So that, that's another part of, of what I do, though I like acting in shows, obviously, you know, or doing <coughs> non-devised shows. It's important that I always stay connected to the world. And, uh, and I, I think a lot about what I'm contributing to the world, yeah. for God's mm -hmm. sake. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's important to me. So all of these types of instincts and ideas kind of all arrive and coalesce, as that mm -hmm. word, I guess, all, yeah. all, all come together um, yeah, with I think Human Cargo. Film has the, the capacity to do documentary and to actually go in and, like, observe the lives of people directly and then look at their emotions and what they go through. But theater, I mean, you can obviously put the people, as you said, you can bring people directly from those experiences and put them on stage, but a lot of times you need, you need actors for that, you need playwright, you need the creation of something that is not exactly documentary, but then tells the story in the most honest way that it can, which yeah. is basically like documentary theater. Yeah, there, um, yeah. there, there is this, yeah, the, and there is a there was a trend uh, of documentary theater a while back. It's never been my. It's not something I related to or connected mm -hmm. with because, for me, I feel like, in the end, I need to make an incredible piece of theater, mm -hmm. and I feel. Um, with the audiences that I'd be sharing it with here in Canada, there is a type of, you know, 
equation that works, a structure, yeah. a d- dramatic structure that is inherent that can really affect people. So I always say that the work that we do, they're based on real people. They've been researched over many years. Uh, we don't rush the work. We kind of, when it's ready, it's ready. Right. And, uh, but I take great liberties uh, to dramatically interpret uh, the the people or the stories, uh, so that all the work is like inspired by, uh, sure. in order to create a dynamic, exciting piece of theater. So, for context for our audience, like, what was the timeline on the runner? Like, I know it's had other productions, but when did you start your research? When did your when was your final draft done? Yeah, like yeah. when did you do your first production? Yeah, in the in the process, right? Like, yeah. you kind of talked about how you kind of meet these people and go places and make these relationships but generally or also specifically with the runner like what's that even that process like of creating a show yeah yeah it's always i first heard about zaka when i was in high school uh in markham uh and it stuck with me so as a teenager i was like wow there's these groups of people that that go and collect up body parts of you know people have passed away and help to help the families bury them properly i was like who what is this yeah yeah and it's for free that like it's all volunteer work so that stayed with me. Um, and then when I was in my late 20s, I was thinking, this could be theater, like something theatrical I could maybe do with this. And then my first trip to Israel was in uh, either 2008 or 2009. Oh, wow. yeah. mm-hmm. And during that time, I kind of went there just to completely expose myself to uh, Zaka. I, I met different Zaka members there. Also to expose myself to the city of Jerusalem, and I spent a lot of time in the West Bank as well, in the mm-hmm. Palestinian territories. And and during all that time, I just kind of met as many people as possible and talked from all different walks of life and perspectives, mm-hmm. just to start to begin to understand the the context in which these volunteers work. Right. Uh, and then I, I went back again in, um, I think, 2013 uh, for a, a good period of time. I think that was eight weeks when I went mm-hmm. back on that time uh, and met the same people again and, and continued these discussions. Uh, and throughout all this time, I'd write little attempts at a play that mm-hmm. kind of didn't work, but there's still <laughs> it's the process, you know. And then I went back again in 2000 and. Uh, 16, I brought Daniel Brooks with me, and we spent a bunch of time. That was, that was quite a while. And then in 2018, I went back with the original actor of the show, Gord Rand. He and I went about a month and a half before we premiered it. And then uh, it premiered in 2018. Mm-hmm. And uh, <coughs> we've been touring it ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, however... With the exception of... Yeah, co- yeah. Co- <laughs> yeah. COVID kind yeah. of interrupted a lot yeah. of stuff. But, but to me, the I, I'm still... Finding words, just the other day, I'm like, mm, we should have so, comma there, yeah. should, we need that. The, this, the process never ends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I think about that a lot with, with the work. There isn't an end date or an end goal, and then that's the show, and then For we sure. replicate it. It's, it's an ongoing, long yeah. Uh, process. Well, for we've done a few shows like this in the Playhouse's history that I think something so unique about it is that typically the the creator and the creation of the work stays with it as it carries on. So like you've been a part of the process with Gord and then you performed in it yourself mm-hmm. and now David. Yeah. Um, and that's similar to things like for our playhouse audiences, like um, Jake's gift and um, 
beneath Spring Hill that are all one person, typically pieces that were created by someone who then has put them on themselves and then potentially will basically mentor someone into taking on that role and and doing it in future productions so that it becomes kind of like a like a small collective of people that put on this show rather than like you sort of sell the script to someone and then they do their own version. It's like this production has been the same throughout. So that's why we still reference Daniel, um, even though you're doing the remount. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, it's his production. I am merely yeah. <laughs> like very guiding. shakily guiding yeah. his ship into port. Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah. This, this yeah. show is hands down yes. Daniel Brooks's mm-hmm. production. And I'm just trying to make sure I get out of the way to make sure yeah. I can help let it flourish. Well, and I think that's a that's a, a theater concept that I think that some people don't quite think about too much when they're walking through. Like our mm-hmm. production of The Sound of Music was completely brand new. It was from the brain of Naomi Costain, who was the director. And although the script maintains its integrity in exactly the same way as it would in every other production, she can put to it whatever she wants on top of the script whereas your production of the runner and every other production of the runner that anyone will have ever seen other than the actor changing yeah are the same it's daniel's. same treadmill yeah it's, it's daniel's production <laughs> yeah. with the the design the exact same yeah uh, yeah and i do really want to talk about the trauma but i have one more question in terms of like human cargo like i know with tremblement that's coming up in november yeah. uh, in montreal and i mean i'm very interested in that too in that fact that it's in french with english surtitles Oh yeah, there, there'll be no surtitles. Oh, no is, surtitles no, even, just in French, which is amazing. French production for the, and the I, show. you know, and like looking at the different things that you've done, like Night, The Road to Paradise, mm-hmm. you know, where do these like I, do these ideas just sort of like pop in, and then you're kind of exploring these different stories and traveling around, or do you kind of get an idea of of a show and focus on it, and you're like that is kind of the thought in the in your brain for the next. You know. Ten years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's more, I, th- I think, with Tremblement, for example. It's, uh, so I, I wrote it in English. Right. I developed it in English. But um, so that, that, I'll, I'll take a step back. Yeah. It, usually these projects begin with a, an instinctual feeling right. of wanting to explore something. Mm-hmm. So uh, for Tremblement, it was, I love MSF, Medicine Sans Frontieres. I think they are the bee's knees. And I thought, man, it would be really great to do a project about MSF. More, more importantly, I'm, uh, I thought it would be great to do a project where I could follow, um, where I could bless you, where I could follow uh, <laughs> um, someone who's, who's about to do their first mission and follow them before, during, and after their first mission. And, and that was the project, to see how it affects them. I didn't know what form it would take or anything. Right. So then from that, then that, that begins the exploration. And it's, it's based... Uh, I, was in, I approached uh, Medicine Sans Frontieres uh, in Toronto, and they introduced me to a whole bunch of team members who were about to go on their first mission. Uh, I did this training course with them all. Oh, and cool. then that's where I met uh, a nurse, uh, Lisa, who the play is based on, and with her permission, you know, obviously, I was, I've been, we're quite, we're good friends now, like, um, just kind of followed her for about six years, and, and it's about her, and it's yeah. inspired by her, hence, yeah. it's in French, and uh, she's based in Montreal. So, yeah, it, it, it begins with these 
I trust the instincts that mm-hmm. I have. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and if the, if it sticks with me, like, like oh, that'd be a great thing, then I, I'm in. And, and it's the research, it's the people, it's the topics that come up, the things I learn that, that then start to shape the form of the script or, or what it can be. Mm-hmm. Oh, amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really exciting. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's exciting. And such a cool process, as, as Marta was saying, compared to, you know, something like a book musical, like which are the, also things that we do here at the Playhouse and are, are loved. But I think it's so important for all our, our audience, every audience, to be able to see these different types of theater, these devised pieces, that sort yeah. of thing, too, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, so with The Runner, I know we kind of mentioned the, the, the idea of the treadmill, the 24-foot-long treadmill – where did that even come from? Yeah, like, yeah. Where, were you like, we are doing, because I know it's, you know, we're like Zaka. Zaka was kind of the idea, but were you like, he's running? Or did that sort of come where you're like, how are we, how are we placing this person in these situations? Yeah. And then you're like, well, we'll have them run. How will we have them run? Let's do a treadmill. Like, how did that even come yeah. about? Well, we were lucky enough to have, uh, I think, She's the best designer in Canada, Jillian Gallo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She won the Seminovich Prize uh, yeah. recent, the most recent. We've had Jillian before. I'm trying to think of exactly what oh, she did. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, she was uh, uh, she was the the set and costume designer on it. So right away, when you have somebody like her working on the show, and uh, a collaborator like Daniel, mm-hmm. who's has a wealth of experience that that he brought to the show, and importantly, to a very open mind uh, and. Not he's open to everyone contributing, and he he was at that time. Earlier on, I don't know how much, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, it was extraordinary. So I always thought it, these these Zaka volunteers uh, they're volunteers, so they have most you know most people they have regular jobs, and depending on where uh, an accident happened or a terrorist attack or whatever, they would the, the person who's closest would would respond. Mm-hmm. So if something happened in the har- in the mm-hmm. harbor here, it w- and you were part of Zaka, it, yeah. they, you, you would get the call and you would yes. r- run out of here mm-hmm. quickly. So I always had the idea that thinking these 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 people run, you know, quickly to go yeah. somewhere. So then I thought, oh, we'll call the play the runner. Uh, I, I don't know if I like the title, the runner. I have to be honest with you, but it 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 worked for that time the concept. And I'd written in the script that he's 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 running every now. There was these stage directions when he runs. So, you know, we thought of many different things. How do you show that on stage and make it look interesting? And we tried everything. And the biggest thing was I, what I like doing is saying, if we had $10 million. Yeah, blue sky ideas. Yeah, what, what, what would it be? Yeah. Like, what would we do? And uh, the idea of, of seeing him literally running on something uh, came to be. And then someone told me that a, a show happened in Montreal with, by this amazing company there where they did a kind of dance thing on a treadmill. Mm. So I called them. Uh, they gave me advice on the conveyor belt people. And then I found out how much it cost. And I was like, I think we could pull this off. And then it just came from there. And uh, But it took a lot of exploration and mm-hmm. discussion and trying different things. And mm-hmm. it kind of whittles down. And, and it's, it is the perfect metaphor as well for, for the, the story. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a perfect set design it's perfect it's, yeah. it's perfectly married with the essence of what's happening to the character in the play well it's so interesting like it's so dynamic to watch someone not only <clears throat> performing 
but to see them in that kind of like physical yeah. labor. Yeah, because for <laughs> the like, whole show, he, yeah. it's it's moving the whole time. Yeah. And at times he runs almost at a sprint. Wow. And uh, yeah, you, you watch an actor burn off an yeah. hour of their life. I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I was going to say, like, you've done the show as an actor as well. You've done productions of it. Is there, like, like conditioning or, like, training that has to be done to be able to, like... I mean, I know actors are often in, like, fairly good physical shape to begin with. But, <laughs> yeah. but, um, but do, do you have to do any kind of, like, preparation where you can run and speak at the yeah. same time and, like, be able to uh, convey emotion or, while also or keeping your pace? Come, or does that come out, like, during rehearsal? Like, does there kind of, like, okay, I got to do my, like couple kilometers a day to prep for it's more i don't know i I never trained for it and and uh i probably would have been better off if i did (laughs) uh but it but it's it it is more of the can i talk Mm -hmm. at a rapid Mm -hmm. pace when i'm walking very quickly Mm -hmm. and 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 putting it out to a bigger house a bigger audience and that yeah you you, you, it's it's a lot but equally it's also interesting to see that the the performer struggle well i was just going to say that I, I as i was as i was thinking more about it i was like well this the whole point is that it's a regular person who yeah. volunteers so it's not like it's a marathon runner yeah that's yeah. like is trained like it's yeah. not somebody who's trained so yeah. you'd want them to run out of breath and to feel <laughs> exhausted and to yeah and in the rehearsal process too i was over at the at the production facility and so the treadmill's in the rehearsal room too it so is, we're, yeah. we were you rehearse with the treadmill the entire time because yeah for, for a lot of shows like you'll you'll tape out the set you rehearse and then it's not till you move into the theater space that you see the entire set and all of the technical aspects but the treadmill is is right there yeah it's important yeah. like we did two weeks of rehearsal in montreal before we came just to kind of do all the table work <clears throat> and uh yeah now david will get a full week before we have lights, you know, mm-hmm. before we move into the theater, he can now have a full week on the machine. Yeah. So you you mentioned David, and that was going to be my next question. So and previously we were talking about Gord and how he went on one of your trips with you, and he was the original um, actor in this. Mm-hmm. And the only other person that's done it is you. Mm-hmm. So then how did you find David? Where did that come from? Like where did you – like was there an audition process or did you know him and you thought he'd be great at the part? How did that work? Yeah, I've I've known David for many years. Uh, we both did a show at uh, Alberta uh, Theatre Projects mm-hmm. uh, some years back. And David's a really uh, dynamic, interesting, beautiful actor on stage. And uh, when I found out I had to recast uh, mm-hmm. for the shows, yeah, I just thought a lot about it. And a colleague of mine uh, had recently worked with David and... and she strongly said, what about David? And I was like, yeah, David, David. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's, been a wonderful, um, it's, it's been a wonderful experience getting to work with him on this. Awesome. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's exciting to have, uh, to add a, add a person to, oh, yeah. your, to your roster of people who have done the, <laughs> the runner. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so something we always like to do uh, in our podcast, because a lot of our audience are uh, people coming to come see the show. It's a pre-show podcast. Um, so they're driving in um, and always looking for things in Gananoque. Uh, I know you've you've all just touched down, but uh, there you has there any place that you've been or you're looking forward to going to while you're in town? Yes, it's a. Uh, I, I know one thing too. I've before I was I was acting here before, and I spent a lot of time in those amazing oh, cabins yes, out yes, on the yes. Howe Island Ferry Road. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, it, it's been such a. That that time was really, really. I spent a lot of a lot of time out there, and it's a very magical place. So I know for sure I'm going to be 
driving out there just to kind of just peek yeah. <laughs> over the fence, yeah, yeah. you know, just to kind of see that. That's important. And then, uh, yeah, I also really want to go to Lighthouse Provisions. Oh, yes. Yeah, that, that's one place for sure that I'll be, uh, that I'll be going to. Yeah, awesome. Great, great local place, definitely. So uh, you're going to be back, right? You're, you'll, do the, you'll do the rehearsal process, and then um, you're coming back to do a couple of talkbacks after the show. Yes. On the Friday nights of the run, November 10th and 17th. So. Right, yes. Yeah. So as our audience knows, all, we always have talkback Tuesdays uh, in our fire hall productions and uh, with our, with our, generally with our performers, uh, facilitated by me. But uh, we're really excited to have Christopher come back and actually do a couple talkbacks too as, as, uh, as a remount director and playwright, which I think will be really cool. On Fridays. On Fridays. Yeah. Yes. So with a special. So we'll have both, which is great. So we'll have our ones with, uh, with David on Tuesdays and then the two, uh, two Fridays. Especially the SM team. Maybe they would want to join as well. Yeah, true. Love it. Well, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and as always, we want to express our special thanks to Mark Hunt for composing the Playhouse podcast music. This podcast is sponsored and produced by MyFM Gananoque. Many thanks to Carrie and the entire MyFM team for all of their help. For more ticket information, please visit us at thousandislandsplayhouse.com. And we'll see, see you at the theater. theater.